You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. How you guys doing out there? How you feeling? I apologize that the the noise is a little echoey. It's I'm not going to lie. It's not my best work here with uh with the audio. Why? Cuz I am in a a loft in Nashville and it just it's uh it's echoey. And I don't feel like dragging my very heavy-duty equipment into a closet, bending over into a mic and speaking, which I think I mentioned this before. I used to do that many, many years ago, early episodes of the podcast. When I was traveling, I'd take my laptop, take a Apple headphones, go into a closet where the echo was pretty much gone. And then I'd have to be uncomfortable recording a 30 plus minute podcast, but I did it so I could get good quality. Anyway, you're not getting that here at the best that it could be, but I digress. Updates on my end. Yes, I'm still in Nashville. I will be going to Tulum, Mexico for two months. On vacation? No. To live? Yes. Permanently? No. Just checking it out for a few months. Always fun to go somewhere where it's really warm because January and February are a disaster and so cold. So Megan and I will be going there and still producing great episodes for you and still coming out with my best material and just being excited that I don't have to feel the freezing cold temperatures that America has to offer during those terrible months. So that's going to be January and February and then off to Austin. So I'll be going to Austin for three months, just checking out different cities, hanging out, Megan and I doing lots of adventures Something that I used to do before, I was pretty set in Chicago for many years, 2018 to 2022. And, you know, I just decided that it was time to get out there and experiencing some more travel. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm really excited. And I'm really excited to still share what I'm doing with you and continue the podcast as I go through the travel and go through my journeys. But anyway... How are you, man? How are you doing? I would like to hear from you. You can always write in trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question if you have have a question. You can always DM me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram. We're up to 133,000 followers over there on Instagram. So people are really enjoying those little short videos that I put out. They're called Instagram Reels. So you can get some good advice and good tips there if you're into that short form content. So check me out, say hello over there in the DMs, and I'll do my best to say hello back. And I'm just excited to to be helping you out as much as I can, especially through the lives that I do on YouTube. So as you may or may not know, I do lives on YouTube where I am able to connect with you guys and say hello to you guys. I typically at this point do them on Tuesdays, at around 5.30 Central, and it's been fun being able to chat with you guys and just hear about what's going on with you and answer your questions directly in real time, which is which is so cool. And I did a live just last Tuesday, so this is now, I record these on Thursdays, so two days ago, 
And I was just on a roll. Absolutely loved it. Thought, man, this is another one of those lives that I got to share on my podcast. Because I talk about this idea of chemistry that I haven't touched upon too much over here on the podcast. And I never want to leave you hanging because I know that people here on the podcast don't always listen over at YouTube and vice versa. So I wanted you to hear how I break down the idea of chemistry, how to be able to build chemistry with the woman, what does it look like, and really understanding just how to have opportunities to be with women that you can have chemistry with. All that and more on this live. So I extracted the audio and you're going to hear it right now on the podcast. So you got my updates. You know what's going on with me. Now let's help you. We're talking about chemistry. Here it is. I'm excited about today's live because I got some ideas that I wanted to share with you and they were inspired really by a lot of conversations I've been having, conversations I've been having with clients, conversations I've been having with with friends, family members, people who are doing a lot of dating, getting into relationships and that sort. And so I feel like it's been top of mind recently, this idea of chemistry, building chemistry. Where does chemistry come from? Can you create chemistry? What is the definition of chemistry? What did, What does it all mean? How does it all work together? Why is it important for you to even know about this if you've never thought about it before when you're going out there and, and dating and, and talking to women and whether you're trying to find a girlfriend or long-term partner, whatever it may be. But it's a big one. Real quick in the chat, is there anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about when it comes to chemistry? Does anyone like, what does that mean? Is he talking about a science project? Or I would assume that chemistry related to dating, attraction, love is is a pretty common term. Uh, but I'd just be curious to hear if anyone's like, no, what the, what the hell is that? Even though we are going to define it here today so we can understand what it is and actually how to build it. So great. Brian understands. <laughs> uh, anyone else, anyone who doesn't understand anybody just shout it out, but we'll go ahead and, and we'll do a little quick definition here. Okay. So of course, you know, you can look it up. You can see if there's any actual legitimate Webster's dictionary definition, but I'm just going to go with what I think it is. Of course, something that I think about all the time in terms of how to make a, a connection with somebody. And so as I sat down and I'm, I'm writing some of the content for today's video, I was like, just thinking about what, what is it? What is it? What does that mean? And so here it is. When you have chemistry with someone, or you say, oh, I felt chemistry with this person, or there's, there's some sort of chemistry between us, I would call it, if we were to make it formulaic, comfortability plus attraction. Okay? So comfortability plus attraction. So that means that if you're with someone, 
and you feel comfortable with them and you feel attracted to them. That's chemistry. Some people call it, and I've called it this before too, like the X factor, that little component that's almost hard to, well, hard to define, but also hard to explain in a way of how you feel with someone, right? It's like, I don't know. We just had chemistry. I don't know that there was just that feeling there. Like I said, there was a client of mine recently who has been going on a lot of dates and he hasn't felt that chemistry, that X factor, that little thing. And finally he has, and now he's been dating someone for, I think it's about six weeks now. And he said, yeah, I, I have not felt this feeling for somebody in a long time. It's that chemistry. And of course, when I hear something like this, I'm like, oh, how do, how do, we, how do we figure out how to define it in a way to teach it? Can you teach chemistry? So I don't think that there is a magic formula to teach it. I know I just gave you a formula to explain what it is, but in a way to teach it, I believe that you can build it. That's why the title of this video is called Ways to Build Chemistry. But what's really important, it's not how do I create it? How do I create that spark? How do I hypnotize the girl to feel it for me? Chemistry is more about providing a space in which it can then occur. So that's the big thesis, I would say, of today's video, and then giving you some also practical stuff in terms of how to actually build it. So again, it's not that you're creating it. What you're doing is you're allowing a space or a context for it to happen. That connection, I would say even synonymous with chemistry is a connection feeling like you just, and people say that, right? That's like I said, it's synonymous. People say, yeah, I don't know what it is about that person. I just felt, I felt a connection or they'll say the opposite. You know, I went on a date with that girl. I just, just didn't feel a connection. A girl will say that too. Yeah. I went on a, a date with this guy. He was cool. He was kind of cute, but like, I just didn't feel that connection. And those of you who have done a lot of dating, been in relationships, had girlfriends, maybe even been married you know what I'm talking about with that connection. You felt it. Connection, chemistry, or the formula that I like to say, comfortability plus attraction. We can even go deeper into that. Comfortability, like it said there, comfortability, feeling comfortable around a person. Like you already know them. Of course, you still might be nervous. And so I don't want to take that away, right? It's like, yeah, you might be nervous, but there's still something about them. There's a connection between you two where it's like comfortable, which is what, which is what has allowed you two to connect. I'll say for myself, I've been on dates where, okay, yeah, the girl was cute. Hey, conversation was pretty cool, but there was no chemistry. I didn't feel that connection. And ultimately, I think it's because while maybe I felt attraction, I just didn't feel comfortable. There was this, we weren't, we weren't getting each other, you know, to say, um, 
we weren't speaking the same language, not literally. You know, it's like when you crack a joke, for example, and they just don't get it. Or maybe they've come from, they're just from a different background than you. So they've had so many different experiences than you. And so it's just kind of this lack of connection. It's not super comfortable. And when I say comfortable, I want to be even more specific. I don't mean comfortable in the fact where it's like, where, like I said, you're not shy or, you know, or in a way where you're saying like, oh, I'm not comfortable. Like I'm, I'm like, I just don't feel good. Like I got to get out of here. I mean, maybe it's that, but it's, it's the lack of the connection that is offered this space where it's like, yeah, it's not really comfortable. I don't feel like I know you that well. Like, you know, sometimes you go on a date with a girl where it's like, wow, we just get each other. There's a comfortableness there. I feel like I can almost say anything and she just gets it. Or she'll say something and I'll just get it. And so again, there's some ways where you can hack this, I guess. And I'm going to give you some ways to, in a sense, hack it. But really the advice I'll be giving today is about creating the space for that to naturally occur. And with some women, it won't occur. It just won't. Mysterio says, Trip, don't you think that most of us are probably going to have six to eight loves in our lives before we leave this mortal coil? How poetic. Um, I don't know if it's that many. I don't know. I believe it can happen definitely with more than one. That's for sure. <laughs> JG said, be less weird. Uh, yeah, that's, that's for sure. I mean, think about it, right? That's actually, a, you said something somewhat profound there, Jay. It's like, if you're with the girl and you didn't feel chemistry, maybe one of the reasons is because you're like, this girl's a little weird. There's something like off about her, right? Not comfortable. Always comes back to that. I'm telling you, it always comes back to that. That's why I put that as part of the formula. You're just not that comfortable around them. Or maybe, or maybe, and let's not forget this, maybe you are comfortable around them, right? Maybe you've been on a date with a girl. You're like, God, we got along so well. We're just chatting it up. I feel like she knows me. Conversation's smooth. There's a comfortableness between us. However, you just don't feel that attraction. She's not that cute. You don't feel that physical pull towards her. Great personality, not that cute. And that happens That happens quite a bit too. I, I think that is probably one of the more common ones. I'm trying to think here. Actually, no, I'd split it 50-50. There's plenty of times you could be on a date. Oh, actually, depends. I think a lot of guys sometimes will confuse attraction for chemistry, they'll think, wow, this girl's so cute. This girl's so cute. And there's no chemistry, but they stick around because, well, she's cute and you want to sleep with her. But that's not always great, is it? Because what can happen? Well, then you end up falling for someone who is a bad fit for you. Now I'm going to actually go into a, a whole different, let's shift this a little bit. I haven't studied this much, so forgive that this is going to be a little, a little janky as I, as I talk about this. And I should study this a little bit more, 
But in the Indian culture, matchmaking is a big thing. And they don't match people up on chemistry. In fact, it's, it's interesting because it's quite the opposite. They'll put two people together, and this is where it's kind of janky. I don't know how they do the matchmaking. I'm not sure if anyone wants to, to say in the comments. I don't know much about it. So I don't know how, they, how families match their daughters and sons together. But supposedly, the divorce rate's extremely low. So chemistry comes last. You end up pairing up with someone who, for whatever reason, they think is a good match. And then chemistry is built from there. That's very interesting. I should, I should actually uh, maybe interview someone on that topic for my podcast. Now, we need to get to the point where we're talking about how to provide that space, right? So how do we provide the space to actually create chemistry? So I'm going to go over that in just a second. So you'll understand how to do that. Because like I said, it's not about creating chemistry. It's building chemistry and allowing the space for it. So we'll go over some of those things. Uh, Real quick, as you know, we do have a coaching program over here. That's why you can see that on the screen, coachedbytrip.com, where we are working with guys. Pretty crazy. I mean, every single week, I hear from my coaches on just incredible results that guys are getting in the program. Just incredible. There was this one guy who we worked with who one of my coaches, he took on, he's like, we'll see what's going to happen here. This guy's a little bit of a tough case. Four weeks later, he's going on multiple dates with women, dates with women that he never thought he could get, and he slept with a girl. Now, that might not sound so crazy, But imagine being in a place where you weren't getting any dates at all. So if that's you and you are a person who feels like they have a dating life that is not providing the kind of women that they want to be with, dates that they want to be on with, or hooking up with girls that they want to hook up with, if you feel that is you, we have coaches on staff getting guys insane results, like I said, every single week. If you feel that you have trouble getting matches online or getting matches online that actually produce dates? Do you feel like it's hard to meet women in person? You're not sure what to say? Or you get dates and you have no idea where to take those dates to get to a second date, i.e. something we're kind of talking about today, building that chemistry? If you feel like any of this is an issue for you, then go to coachbytrip.com, fill out the application, you'll hop on a phone call with our team over here, and it's cool is the phone call is actually pretty deep as it is. So people learn a lot from that, uh, that call just because you're getting questions asked to you that you might not have heard before. And it gives you this deep sense of what's going on with you. So it's like a free assessment in a sense. So check that out. We'd love to work with you. Someone said, so you're saying... You cannot connect with everyone. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, you cannot connect with everyone. Absolutely not. You cannot connect with everyone. You cannot build chemistry with everybody. You cannot make everyone feel comfortable around you. And you cannot get everyone attracted to you. That's the bad news. The good news is 
like I'm saying, some of the things I'll be going over right now, you can create a situation where you have more of a chance to have that chemistry with somebody. I think a lot of guys are messing up some of these things. They're messing up some of the things that's allowing for that chemistry to be built, that connection to be built, that comfortability to be there, and therefore losing out on opportunities. Cool. All right, so let's go into it. So first thing is this. Very simple. People will get more connected to each other and you will feel more connected to a girl and a girl will feel more connected to you when your conversations are not solely based on facts. Which means that there has to be some aspect of emotions in there. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're going to be spewing out all of your emotions? No, that's not what that means. It just means that there should be conversation and topics surrounded by thoughts and feelings. So I've talked about this on many videos before. I'm going to talk about it again. And not only have I talked about it here, but I've talked about it on my book. By the way, if you want this, this is on Amazon. Just type in magnetic trip Kramer. You can get it. It's like 10 bucks. But anyway, in the book, there is a whole chapter, 36 questions that make her love you. I did not come up with these questions. These questions were taken from an actual study done at Stony Brook University. I think it was in the late 80s where they wanted to test if just a specific amount of questions and the deepness of the questions would actually make two people connected to each other. Turns out two people from that study got married and everyone else felt a heightened sense of connection to the person only based on answering and asking these 36 questions. Uh, they are in my book, but you can just get them online too. If you just want to get those questions, just type into Google 36 questions or YouTube too. I have a video on it. And the questions are really based around getting someone to open up and discuss their thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I know we talk a lot about not being too vulnerable, uh, over here at Trip Advice, because that's not very attractive to women. But uh, this is kind of one of those exceptions, because it's not the type of vulnerability that I don't think is going to make you look like a weak person. I'll give you a couple examples. Okay, so again, I didn't make these up. These come actually from the study. So here's some, by the way, I'm going to admit to you right now, some of these questions are cringe. So I don't even encourage you to use all these questions. In fact, I made an asterisk specifically on a handful of the 36 that I think are really good to use. And some of them are just like, I don't know, be kind of weird to be talking about like on a first date, for example. Here's a good one. I love this question too. What would constitute a perfect day for you? A lot of emotions built in that one. What would constitute a perfect day for you? So you're asking that to your date. Um, Here's another one. Good one. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? What is your most treasured memory, right? Those are just some examples of things that you can say that open up that emotional portal. So then you two have a chance of connecting more. And what happens, right? We're talking about chemistry here. So you're building that comfortability and you're also 
building attraction. We're going to go into attraction in a little bit here, and I'll explain how this kind of connects to that. But just trust me when I say having those kinds of conversations will build that attraction and comfortability. Will it work? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. That's kind of the point here is that like you might answer a question in a way that's true and honest to you, and she's just not going to connect to it or vice versa. However, you still want to be able to do these things that I'm saying because you want to provide the context to create that chemistry. If you're not, for example, asking some of those questions and you're just talking about facts, maybe that's going to have a block and that's not going to allow you to to have that connection because you're not bringing out some of those emotions. So that's kind of the big idea here. Having conversation that can allow you to, to feel some sort of connection. So that's the first one. Let's go to number two. What are we talking about here? Just to remind you, we're talking about creating a space where chemistry can be built. Okay. Because that's the way it's going to happen. So this one is a pretty common one and pretty easy. And it still needs to be said. If you go into a date or an approach and you seem nervous or you seem uncomfortable, like literally uncomfortable because you're just so nervous and shy, or maybe you're just so uncomfortable or shy that you don't go on the date or you don't approach the girl, obviously, right? On that extreme end, chemistry can't be built because you're not doing anything. But more specifically here, if you feel, well, feeling nervous is fine, but if you're acting outwardly like that, if she can sense that you're uncomfortable, if she can sense that you have this shyness, and I'm not talking about that cute, quiet, shy thing, talking about the shyness where it's like, this guy can't even look me in the eyes right now. He doesn't seem to have any comfortability around women. He seems to be intimidated by me and my beauty. And women can sense that. And so if there's any sort of idea or a hint of that happening in interaction, you will not be able to build chemistry because that's going to be a block. That will be a blockage to chemistry. Okay, so why? Well, first of all, we're talking about comfortability. How can she feel comfortable and get to know you if all she sees is this blockage of this nervous guy who's just very unconfident or a guy who's self-deprecating, which by the way, such a pet peeve. I never want to hear that. So one thing that we do here in the coaching program, by the way, is we'll have guys record their approaches and we'll listen in on them. So we give you instant feedback. Okay, so they'll go and record them. We listen in. If I ever hear self-deprecation immediately, I say, dude, never again. It's not funny. You know what it is? It's actually passive aggressive. It's passive aggressive against yourself. Anyone who's going to be passive aggressive is... uh, is just weak in some form when you're, when you're being passive aggressive with someone and not, not truly communicating, you're kind of sub communicating something you're sub communicating to her when you're being 
self-deprecating that you're kind of a loser and you are not a loser. But if you say anything that might make you think that you are, it's no good. Self-deprecation can be on, usually a lot of guys will do it on the way they look or maybe the way they act. Just anything negative about yourself. It's one thing to say it to yourself. Don't say it to her. So think about that. My thesis of today's video is about chemistry, which is comfortability plus attraction. When both of those things occur, you have chemistry. You cannot have one without the other. What is your opinion about arranged marriage? I don't think I have a a formulated opinion on arranged marriage. Like I said earlier, I heard that the success rate is very high. But we also work with a lot of guys who, uh, you know, of, of Indian descent. They come to us and they say, I have an option to get an arranged marriage. They'll say, Trip, I can get an arranged marriage. I have it set up. My parents will set me up with that. I say, why don't you do that then? They say, I don't want to do it. They don't want an arranged marriage. They would rather try to date on their own or get get with the woman who's not of Indian descent. And so it's not my place, nor do I care for it to be my place to convince them one way or the other. I say, okay, well, if you want to learn how to meet women outside of getting arranged, you've come to the right place. And then we work on that and they can do it that way. I don't personally know anyone who's had an arranged marriage. You know, it seems to be pretty common, by the way. When I say people of, who are Indian, I'm talking about people who are Indian but live in America. So they come to America and they have opportunities to meet other women. So obviously it's not very common here in the States. I don't know. Maybe it should be. Again, I haven't studied it enough. Maybe it's something, like I said earlier, maybe it's something that's, that's got such a success rate that it actually works. That chemistry comes second. That love comes second. We didn't say the L word yet, by the way. We didn't say the L word today yet on this video. And it's interesting that it's just coming up now because in a sense, it's kind of what we're talking about. No, it's not the same thing because you can go on a date with a girl one date and be like, I felt chemistry, but that's not love. But I think it's a building block to love. Let's go back into now the third way, right? The third one I have here is my TED formula. I don't think we can get away from thinking about TED because that's my formula for building attraction. And so when I think about what is chemistry and I break it down to comfortability and attraction, we kind of discuss the comfortability part, but we need the attraction in there because if you're not able to build attraction, then it's going to be hard for there to be chemistry, right? She's not going to feel attracted. You have two aspects. You have outer qualities and you have inner qualities, outer qualities and inner qualities. Your outer qualities make up what you look like your grooming, your style, and then you have inner qualities. And your inner qualities are your behavior, the way that you act, the things that are not tangible, your confidence, your speech patterns, 
body language, eye contact, things like that, the way that you speak to her, your demeanor, right? That's what's going to make up the inner quality portion. So when we are able to work on and optimize our inner and outer qualities, we are going to become more attractive. And when we are more attractive, what happens? We offer a space for chemistry to happen. So for example, if you smell terrible, if you look disheveled, if you are, like I said earlier, kind of shy, not confident, not looking her in the eye, not flirting, not engaging with her, do you think that she's going to be able to feel an attraction towards you? No. A comfortability? Definitely not. So you're not offering a space for chemistry to exist. And that's the big idea here is we're trying to create that space. So clearly there needs to be an element of attraction. So when she shows up on a date with you, she goes, all right, this guy looks good. All right, this guy doesn't seem too nervous, seems pretty confident, seems comfortable around me, which means he's probably comfortable around women. Wow, he's asking some interesting questions. We're having some good conversation. Damn, I feel like I'm getting to know him a little bit. He's getting to know me a bit. We're talking about things that are bringing out emotion. Maybe she's not literally thinking this, but this is happening. Then she gets to connect with you, understand you, see you in a different light. We throw all these things together, and now you can have the potential to experience that chemistry. As much as I said this is the thesis of today's topic, this is really the thesis of everything, of everything that I've been teaching and trying to teach, you know, with exceptions like your Leonardo DiCaprio or someone of insane status, right? You have it all, the looks, the status, the money, the behavior, all that, where you can pretty much attract most women, but that's on the extreme end. You know, most guys will not be able to attract every single woman. So then the idea for you, this is important here, okay? The idea for you is to get to a point where you have everything optimized so you increase your chances to create that chemistry with women. A lot of guys don't really have the game plan in place. And so this is what I want for you. Okay. I want you to have a game plan in place. I don't want you to go at dating where you're throwing darts at a wall and hoping something sticks. You need to have more structure. You need to be working on the elements that I discussed here today so that you can offer yourself a larger chance of being able to create chemistry with more women. And the cool thing is, is you can hack that. That's what I've been saying to you here. This is what I've been teaching for many years. You can hack that. You can, it's funny to say that word. Really, you can, I can just say the word change, right? You can change things about yourself that make you appear more attractive, that provide the space to create the chemistry or the attraction, right? It's all, it's all there. 
And so that's what I ultimately want for most guys. I want them to be working on the right things, the correct things, so that they have more choice. And when you have more choice, now we're in a good place. Now it's, because here's the thing, as you probably already know, women, they have default a lot of choice, especially now. Okay. Because of online dating, mainly they can just go online and any average girl can create a profile and have at default tons of choice. An average guy, it's going to be a lot harder. So what does that mean? That means that we have to create choice. And that means we have to work a little harder. Now, some guys think that's really unfair. And I was like that too at one point. I also thought it was unfair. Why do we have to do all the work? Why do we have to do everything? This sucks. But then I came back to this idea. Once I started learning about being able to attract more women, building confidence, I started to really enjoy this aspect of control. I like that. And I feel that guys in in some capacity do have that control. Online, it's a little bit different, but at least in person, you're the one who's going to choose to go up to a woman. There's something cool about that. Also, think about this. Because men are at de- have a default of little choice of women, your average guy has little choice, that is going to give you an opportunity for character building. It's like saying, it's like this, right? If you, if you were born from a very rich family and they gave you everything, you got everything you ever wanted, you never had to work a day in your life, college was paid for, or maybe you didn't even have to go to college because you were so rich that they just gave you so much money that you could just do whatever you wanted and you had a trust fund. Do you think that that guy is going to have a solid character? Do you think that he's going to be someone who is going to be able to strive through any adversity. Now, I know you might say, well, how much adversity can you have if you have all that money? But I think a person like that might actually get very depressed because there's nothing to be built. There's nothing to work on. There's nothing that you need to do. You just have it all. I think that person becomes very weak over time. So us as guys, because we start at this default of not having many options, we can create and craft an amazing character, an amazing person that not only gets better with age and gets better with women, but can start to have such control over all areas of their life and become more confident and become more let's say better at work, building a better career for themselves. Guys who have to build their body and work out, lose weight and gain weight to, to be more attractive, to be healthier. A lot of things that we have to do. So guys like to say, it's unfair. It's unfair. Why do we have to do all the work? I say, fuck that. Good. Good that you have to do all the work. Because it's going to make you a better person 
It's going to make your life better. I would rather come from nothing and build something than have everything handed to me and not know what it's like to build this character. Super important. Really cool stuff. I don't think I've actually ever explained it in that way. I've talked about this topic, but but now I believe I've said it in a way I've never said it before. So if that connects with you, let me know in the chat. I'm going to get to some comments here. If your shy, boring, awkward, and unattractive things doesn't mean I can still connect with a girl to love me and see me attractive and masculine because they are more shy and awkward than me. Uh, no, I don't think it works that way. I hear you. Like maybe you have like, I think it sounds like you're thinking that you have a higher value than them because they also have things that are, that are not, I guess, very powerful or attractive, but I just don't think it works that way. I think that no matter what, well, first of all, it just is just a bad mindset to be even thinking about. It's like, you should just be striving to be a guy who's confident, interesting, comfortable, and attractive, which are the antonyms of, of everything that I, I, I just said there, or that you just said there, right? So I just wouldn't be thinking on that level. Matthew says, can you give me an example of a reason why a girl says she didn't feel romantic connection after a first date. I can't. But I can say this. That's code for I wasn't attracted to you. And honestly, just comes back to the, to the chemistry formula. Comfortability plus attraction. She didn't feel that comfortability, aka connection. She didn't feel attracted to you. Now it's really hard to say, Matthew, like why? I don't know. You weren't, I wasn't on that date and you were maybe acting in a way that wasn't providing a space for comfortability and attraction. Okay. So what you guys need to be thinking about is as you go on dates and as you start to connect with more women and you're going to have first dates that just don't last. There's going to be women that you liked or thought maybe you thought there was chemistry and she's like, I'm sorry. I just didn't feel the romantic connection. No, actually I don't feel like dating right now or whatever hundred reasons and excuses that she's just not interested. I want you to have the skill set to be like, all right, was there anything I could, anything I could have done better there? Sometimes the answer is no. So that's the other thing, right? That's, again, back to the topic of today. Sometimes you just did everything right and it just wasn't there. Because, and that, well, I, I would say that's the uh, comfortability part. Oh, and the attraction part. You can do those things, but if it's not there for her, it's just not there. The point is, is... I want you to do it. You need to attempt those things. You need to work on those things. You need to strive for those things to give you a better opportunity, or I should say even more of an opportunity. 
Jeff Paul, I want to read what you said here. This is interesting. One day you guys are going to learn when you start being able to get women very easily that it becomes boring if the woman doesn't put any work to keep you interested. Jeff, I love that. Let's put that on the screen real quick. Yes, that is your future. If you work on this and you work on this area, then this is the point. This is the point where you now have choice, where you go, I'm the man. I look good. I feel good. I'm awesome. I know how to build attraction. I got things in my life going for me. Then you start to go on dates and your self-esteem is so high that you're not trying to convince her to like you or trying to impress her. You start to become this person who says, is this girl good enough for me? Love that. Trip, I mentioned about have dinner this week. She said she was going out of town for a couple weeks for a holiday, but would like to afterwards, where do, I, where do I go from here? Rob, how many dates have you been on with her? Let me know about that. <laughs> As a fellow Jeff, I'm proud. I love it. Um, yeah, Rob, tell me how many dates have you been on with her? Because I kind of have a different answer depending. But one thing is, if you were a guy in abundance, you wouldn't even care. You would just hit her up in a couple of weeks, ask when she's back and set up a date or set up a date now. And then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you'll move on and you'll date other women. So that's the real answer. Don says, how do you maintain connection and attraction over long distance and slight age gap? Red flag there. Age gap doesn't matter as much as long distance does. So, I mean, listen, could I come up with ways for a person to battle the long distance? I probably could. I can come up with a bunch of things that you could do to try to maintain long distance, but I don't want to give you that advice because I don't want you to be in that situation. That's what I call a non-ideal situation. Men who are in scarcity mode, these men are men who are trying to fight for a non-ideal situation. I'll say that again. Men in scarce mode will fight for a situation that's not ideal. Because let's be honest, Don, you don't want to be in a long-term, a long-distance relationship. But because you don't have any other options, you're trying to figure out how to be with her. That's the reality. How should we ask a girl out? Because I've got a problem asking them out. It's just practice, man. They're asking a girl out, there's no technique. You just ask them out. You're just asking me because you're afraid of rejection. So you just ask them out. I don't know how old you are, but you just ask them out. Ask them to grab a drink, dinner, whatever. Trip, I met up with a girl I met on IG. Turns out she has a boyfriend and does the long distance thing. We had a great night, felt like a date, but I didn't feel like making a move. Should I have? No. Uh, Aaron, same question that you just asked was very similar to Don. Same idea. Is this an ideal situation? Now, here's the thing. You might think it is. Well, she, it's long distance. She's in a relationship. Who cares? It's long distance. It's not. I'll, I'll just spoil it for you now. It's not ideal. It's never ideal to be trying to go after a girl as a boyfriend. Do you know why? Because what ends up happening is if you end up actually succeeding in dating with this girl, you have a chance 
of her having drama with her boyfriend and maybe going back to him and him causing problems. It's just not clean. So I'll tell you right now, don't be going for girls who have boyfriends. That's also scarce mentality. Robbie said, you know, dates just bumbling and now conversation. Just grab her number, do a FaceTime date on that FaceTime date. Pick a time to meet after the holiday. Call it a day. Alex, he said, after the third date, I am in a BS test. She said she feels uncomfortable with me making physical contact, but she wants to keep seeing me and get to know me better. She loves my voice and my laughter and our conversation. We are 34. I don't know what she expects. Well, I'll say this to that one, Alex. Um, Well, actually, I don't know what your question is, Alex. So I'm not going to assume here. I don't know what your question is based off of what you're saying. Rob said, she also mentioned, hopefully by then I'm not wifed up. Um, That's a sign of attraction. She said that. So here's what I would say. You got to tease her on that, right? She's showing, she's showing her cards there. When she says that, that's a sign of interest because she's saying that you actually are a person who's probably valuable that you might get another girl. And you could say, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I got, I got three, I got three weddings planned between now and the next week. I just don't even know who to pick. You know, I don't know, something like that. Just like a joke on the fact that you, you do have options because it's kind of like a shit test. You might say like, Oh no, no, I'm not. Don't worry. No, see Kyle. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Kyle, you're saying, Rob, I'd say, I hope to be wifed up with you. No, that is failing the test. That's showing neediness. You're not playing the game right here. And she doesn't want to hear that anyways. She wants to chase. Guys ask, how do you get a girl to chase you? You got to say things that make you look like you're not that interested in her. But it's clearly a joke, so you're never going to really push her away that much. So Kyle, sorry to call you out here, but it's uh, let's do the opposite. We're going to say... You know what? I'm actually in, you know, engaged to a girl right now. I'm, I'm thinking about breaking it off, but but hey, if you're still around in two weeks, maybe we'll make it work. See, Kyle, even if it's you say it as a joke, the other joke is better. So yes, it's clearly a joke, but it's still showing a lot of interest. So the other joke, going the other direction is better, Okay. I made small talk with a girl who works at my gym. She gives me smiles with a painful look on her face. What are your thoughts? Go talk to her. Go say hi. I don't know why she's giving you a smile with a painful look on her face. Uh, That's funny though. Uh, Go introduce yourself. Hi trip. I approach a high number of girls and get numbers even when they are not attracted, but I'm used to having a lot of dates. So I don't feel that much, much comfortable during the dates. Any advice? Uh, yeah, well, you got to get more dates, right? So that's what's going to make you more comfortable doing the thing. But you got to get more dates. So that's a big question to answer right now, Ahmed. My whole channel talks about that. But yeah, obviously, that's the, that's the generic answer. Uh, example of good openers on a dating app. So guys, I want to... 
we're almost at time here, but I'm going to answer that question with eyes. Don't get caught up in the, in the beginning. Guys get really caught up on the opening line. And let me tell you right now why it doesn't matter. Because, well, first I've, I've seen it. I've heard it from so many guys who like look up Tinder openers and watch other videos on YouTube or type into Google, wherever Tinder openers, clever Tinder openers, funny Tinder openers. And you can use those and you can get a response all day long. But isn't it interesting that you can use those and still not get dates? Why is that the case? That's because the Tinder opener, whatever opener you use, doesn't matter as much as your profile. So you're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to focus on your profile as much as you can. So instead of asking me about or asking anyone the question of what's the best opener, you can use whatever you want. I've had guys use super boring openers with the formula being just a question that's easy to answer. Like, hey, any travel plans coming up? Super boring. Generic as fuck. But they get dates from it. Why? Because it's not about the opener. They're going to look at your profile. So that better be really good. Dude. Hell yeah. After following your advice, all the dates I've been to, I've always been the one to reject the girls. Love this. It's always the girl who ends up liking me. Feels good to be the chooser. Man, I'm glad it works for you, TT. Fantastic to hear. I think I already know the answer, but should you follow a girl on Instagram after you have a date scheduled with her or would that come across as needy? Don't do it. And the reason why I would tell you not to, Gerald, isn't because of necessarily neediness, but if you don't have a rock in Instagram and she looks at your Instagram and it sucks, she might cancel the date or it might come off bad on the first date. So I would be wary of what your Instagram profile looks like. Thanks for sticking around. For like two seconds there, I was like, should I cancel this live? There's some technical difficulties. And I thought, why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. There's nothing to see anyways. I mean, yes, my gorgeous face. But uh, I'm glad you guys stuck around. This is a powerful one for me. Honestly, I don't know why, but this live was one of the my more favorite ones I've done in the past couple months. I feel like I was just really connected to the, to the topics and you guys had some really good questions. So thanks so much. And uh, you're very welcome. Thanks. Will. thanks, Gerald, you guys need help. You know where to go. I hope you do. Don't do this on your own. Do not wait for this to be something that you have to solve on your own. If you guys need help and you guys who have been talking to me today, Gerald, Rob, Kyle, you need help. And you guys, tripadvicecoaching.com. Go there, apply to chat with someone here on our team, and let's get you help. The coaching program guarantees you a one-on-one coach. We don't do group coaching programs. Like, I won't name any names, but I know some other people who, they do group coaching programs, and I think they are effective, but there's a limit to how effective they can be. When you have a one-on-one coach in your corner telling you exactly what to do on your side, telling you what to do every single step of the way, you will get so much better results. And that's why the guys who work with us at TripAdvice do get good results because they get a one-on-one coach with guys who care, who really care, 
who are who are more invested in you than you would ever believe. So come on over to us. Let us help you. Let's chat. First call is free. Apply today. TripAdviceCoaching.com. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Very welcome. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Tito. Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking with me through the technical difficulties. I'm sure we'll fix this by next week. Take care.